Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. This is Mara. Welcome to You Are Okay with Blog Talk Radio. Thank you so much for coming today and thank you for listening throughout the week. I'm really honored at the number of people who listen to this show. I recognize it isn't a YouTube, uh, whatever it is that's kind of a mega deal, but for me it, it is a mega deal because what my show is about is about being kind to one another. And if people listen to that and even only half of the people listen to it and half of those people treat the same number of people kindly, at some point maybe we will begin to recognize within ourselves the path to peace while we are on this planet as well as the path to peace for all times just as we will experience in the hereafter. That's actually what today's show is about, and it's kind of an interesting one as we live in such a war zone mentality anymore. I went with my nieces to San Francisco for the weekend, or part of the weekend, and I was amazed to listen to these young people have fears that I never even considered. Fears for their children. We used to let our children walk to school on their own. We let them play outside without us watching over them. We gave them tremendous freedom, and it raised beautiful young ladies like these women are, but those days seem to be passing. We live in Northern California, and over the weekend it became known that a very young girl, 13, 14 years old, who was in the high school, uh, was murdered for some inexplicable reason. No one knows why. It's not actually within the high school itself. And then there was a man seen entering the house, uh, not the house, the high school. So it was not in-house. It was no one within the high school is is suspected. But instead, it is this man entering the high school who shouldn't have probably been there. I I have a feeling if he should have been there, he would have let people know by now because he was captured on camera. And that's another thing. We all have cameras everywhere in our houses, down our streets, down our sidewalks. I mean, we are just a very photographed, society and photographing does not seem to necessarily stall this evil influence that's about where people are harming others unexpectedly. I mean, maybe harming others is something that someone does not expect, but these seem pretty premeditated. So it's unexpected to the general populace and to the to the person who's doing it. It's a very premeditated act. And maybe some part of it does have to do with the desensitization of all of these games that people spend hours a day doing. I don't know. I can't speak to that. I don't know the root cause, but I do know a root truth. And may I say that again, I know a root truth. And that root truth is what we are going to talk about today. And that is that as long as we treat peace as unattainable, it will be unattainable. Because that's what we expect it to be. And that really we cannot start on a large scale and say, okay, we are ordaining that everyone in the United States be peaceful. Because people tend to resist that which you impose on them. And they tend to show you, I'll show you. 
And even, I mean, look at the gun control thing. I have a nephew who's a strong proponent of that, uh, of, of against that. Not for it, but against it. I should be clear. He's a strong proponent against, he's a strong proponent for guns. But here's the deal, folks, that he's not a strong proponent for people killing other people. And it interests me that we all divide on these lines and and we don't go internally to try to see what root cause, because this behavior is occurring from human beings. And so, so even if we have failed in our rearing practices, what can we do to start changing our rearing practice so that we can change this negativity, this evil spirit, this killing, this senseless, senseless, uh, just terrorism that is going on all around us. That is not a word that is unique to uh, what happened with 9-11 or what is happening in the Middle East. We might like to fool ourselves and tell us ourselves that, but that is not the case. The first act of terror, there's probably many acts of terrorism, but the, there was an act of terrorism by Timothy McVeigh there in Oklahoma City, I believe it was. That was from, you know, uh, a good old hometown country boy. So um, this is not something that is is about, P- it is not something that's about ethnicity. It's not something that's about religion. It's something that is about people. Yes, it's about each individual person and somehow somewhere we are failing in helping people come to peace within themselves so that they can live at a place of harmony they and that if they walk away from that place even if only for a few minutes they remember where they left it they can come back they can do whatever it is to get back to that place that it's keeping ourselves in check that is what we need to work on. Keeping ourselves in check is what we need to train our children to believe they can do. I'm amazed at the number of people who, and oh, I, I'm not judging this, so maybe amazed is a bad word because it's so strong, but... I wonder which comes first, a child learning to keep him or herself in check without without being beaten to death. Uh, why is it that that's something that we accepted in the past about youth, that it was fidgety, that it wasn't contained, that it wasn't controlled? What What prompted us to think that young kids in elementary schools should be uh, very studious and paying attention to the bulletin board and the blackboard all the time. Their eyes always front. I've taught that grade, let me tell you. At least, you know, 40 years ago, that was not the case. I learned to practice the art of these shows. Please, be still. All right, now we're going to begin. Do you hear how low my voice was? I began teaching them 
to exert control of themselves, to slow things down to a lower modular speed. And without fail, there would be one or two on any given day who just couldn't do that, but that was okay. They managed the one or two. But I never sent a note home suggesting they need to take drugs. You know, I I don't know where we are, folks. And that does very much sound like a judgment, and I apologize. But I really do think that we have lost sight of the idea that we are responsible for ourselves, we are responsible for our behavior, and we are responsible for our peace. And let me today talk with you about how peace is attainable for you individually and as you come to feel peace. People will naturally come toward you and you can share with them or show them your peaceful path. And you will soon have other people choosing the same course of life. And if we choose that at an early enough age, and if we help children realize that it's not weak to be peaceful. If anyone out there thinks that Mahatma Gandhi was a weak man, please call me, 646-595-3584. I would love to hear your comments and we could get engaged in a dialogue. If anyone who thinks that those who have encouraged peace, they are perfect messengers. I mean, Jesus encouraged peace and Jesus had the whole temple episode, you know? He was not always a peaceful man because he was in a human body that is not always peaceful. And especially when we see something that we abhor or don't like. So, but he didn't hold himself to that standard that okay i didn't uh, i didn't like this and so now i need to now i've lost it i'm not going to be peaceful ever again he went back to being a peaceful man i'm sure that's true for mahatma gandhi i am sure that's true for anyone in moments of peace because we are all human beings in the midst of society, and we all want everything the way we want it. And so probably the first lesson we're going to work on in in studying peace today is the idea that no two of us feel the same peace. So how can I talk about it? I can talk to you about what you're going to look for within yourself. Not necessarily the feeling that you're going to experience, but the process. The things that generally happen that destroy our peace are fairly common. So our peace, the feeling of peace may not be the same. But but those kinds of signals that we have, we may define them with different words, but they exist for all of us. The signals that take us away from our peace. And I'm not going to tell you today that getting to peace is an easy, quick journey. It isn't. It takes years. And it certainly would help if our parents began with that when we were first born, but they didn't. And so we were born into chaos and we live in chaos. And learning to withdraw that part of ourselves that is our soul from the chaos so that we can take time to think before we act, to think before we speak, to invite peace into our lives. 
to reach out our hand and take the hand of God by whatever name you give God. And invite God in those moments when we feel ourselves all tense and agitated inside to guide our minds, to work with us toward peace, not adversity. And I can tell you, absolutely, 100%, no matter how peace feels in you, any time you are harming another person with your words, with your deeds, with your thoughts, you are not at peace. They don't go together. Jihad and, and peace do not go together. Jihad and God do not go together. The crusade which, by the way, began the jihad, is the foundation of the jihad, I believe. It does not go with peace. The crusades did not go with God. Those are human manifestations of trying to establish a sense of superiority, a sense of being enough. So maybe that's where we will begin our prayer and our journey to peace today with the idea that each and every listener here, no matter their religious beliefs or faith, is enough. You are exactly who one would expect you to be having lived all you lived. And you are in the perfect place to be a perfect servant of love of God if you choose to at any point in time there is nothing you have done before that can dissuade or stop you from turning on a new life path it is yours no one can stop you from having that No one can shun you. No one can keep you from God because God is right there with you in the room right now. You are not alone. You don't have to come on Sunday mornings periodically and listen to my voice or whatever time you do do it. I see people listen all week long. You don't have to hear my voice to feel God's presence. So we're going to do our morning meditation, our first one. Last week I noticed we didn't get two, um, but we'll see. But for today's, we're going to do the standard annihilation, be still thy soul. That is the beginning of peace. That is at its foundation, the belief that you are enough. One time, and I had forgotten about it for a while, but one time I wrote a book about a little boy who was Hindu and whose family believed in meditation in peaceful ways. And he lived in all places in Iowa. I believe it was Iowa. And his mother was from Iowa and his father was from India. And his name was Rudy. And his family every day would begin their day with meditation, 
sometimes long, sometimes short, but they would all, everybody would meditate. There's no right length for meditation, folks. And then as the day would progress, at the end of the day, they would meditate again. And Rudy wore a turban, and and he was who he was. He had a friend, his best friend, Bobby, and one day Bobby got upset with him. And when Bobby got upset, why is it human beings, when they get upset, they say things that they know about our differences. And it's our differences that are the hardest thing for us many times to accept in ourselves because uh, it seems like it would be so much easier if we could be like everybody else because everybody else would love us, but we would still be different. Each person is different because even though everybody else may look the same, they really aren't. It's an illusion. It's a maya because they've had their own life experiences. So here we have Rudy, and his feelings are hurt, and he goes rushing home to his mother because Bobby is his best friend. And uh, his mother says, oh, Rudy, 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 you know, if if you have to let go of what Bobby says because you are not who Bobby says you are, you are who you know you are. Pretty heavy thinking for a little boy. But it's true, we are who we know we are without judgment or characterization by others. And once again, that is the root of our peace. And so she said to him, if if Bobby said you were a tree, would you be a tree? And he starts giggling. Of course he would not be a tree. Well, if Bobby said you were a train, you have this image of his little face on the front of a train roaring down a track, would you be a train? No. So if Bobby says you are something and there was a particular something in there, that doesn't make you that thing. Who decides who you are is you. Not your religion, not your lack of religion, not your best friend, not your mom and dad, but you. And when you make that decision, if you make it with your hand linked with love with God, loving yourself, treating others kindly, then you will come into a place where you will be happy and content with who you are, no matter what others say. Because you will know you are enough. And peace for yourself, for the world, for your neighborhood, for your family, comes from people knowing that they don't have to compete with one another to be enough. And that competition is fun. Although I don't know about video game killing people being fun. That scares me. But competition is just fun. It's a laughing event. It makes you giggle. It makes you happy to see who can do this and who can do that. But at the end of the game, everyone is still enough. No one is more. And no one is less. Everyone is 
enough. That's a huge thing for us to teach, and it's grounded in unconditional love. As people journey to find out who they are, if we can love them, no matter the choices they make, without enabling them, then we have helped them along their journey to recognizing he or she is enough. So our meditation, Be Still Thy Soul, is going to be today about I am enough. And I have you say that all the time, those of you who listen. And so it's going to be a little redundant. I recognize that. But let us join first our thoughts and minds together as one as one listening organism, united by this time, by these words, in this finite space of this planet. Imagine if you are not in a place where you have reserved your residual, you have left your energy of love, of combining with God. Imagine yourself in my room. Feel the wafts or smell the wafts. See the wafts of incense floating up. Hear the gentle chiming as the bells move around the fountain pool. Breathe in deeply and feel the presence that you have left there before of your peace and of love, God. Because it is about feelings on such an intense level. For this moment, you are going to let go of all that you have done this week that you wished you could have done differently. I'd like you to let go of all ill-chosen words. This time I would like you to begin by holding God's hand. So if you can reach out your dominant hand and take the hand of God beside you, as you know God to be, not as someone else has told you. Well, it could be as someone else has told you. It's just God as you know God to be. And if that's a fearful feeling, just just kind of delicately lay your hand in God's hand. Because God will take away that fear. There is no fear, no vengeance in God. God is peace. Then reach your other hand and now take the hand of an unknown listener's God. And once again, because you don't know that God, gently place your hand there and you will feel the peace of holding hands with God. The gentleness, because that is God. Gentle, loving, peaceful. And for just a minute, I would like you to sit here in the peace of holding hands with God without any music, 
with just breathing and let us begin to breathe together. It is often easier to act as though your nose is in the soles of your feet. And now you're going to use the air that you bring in to cleanse yourself and release the negativity of the past week, the past day, the past hour, the past minute, the past years. So bringing in a clear, fresh breath. Pull it up the front of your calves, up the front of your thighs, cross over your buttocks, and you're going to come to your base chakra. Now, I'm breathing with you, too, and I'm sipping in breath as I go on, so I'm not holding my breath while I talk to you. It's kind of a singer trick, but it works. So just keep sipping in your breath. I know that there are many who say you should focus on the prana, on the breath. And if you feel comfortable doing that, do that. Whatever it is that will help you keep your breath flowing, pulling it up through your body, and will cause you not to feel as though you are strangling for air. Peace is not in strangling for air. I'm smiling. I hope you know. So as the base chakra, I want you to push out all that negative energy that you have accumulated since you were last in this posture. So that we're going to bring fresh air up and it's going to be fearless breath. And you're going to come into the zone of creativity and need creativity at this time in this world. We need to work out a way to deal with that negativity that I was talking to you about earlier. This fear. Because when people become fearful, they act in aggressive ways that end up harming others but not solving the problem. Continuing to bring your breath up, please come into the solar plexus and that is an important zone. So we now we have fearless creative, and going to come into the zone of healing. And that zone is so crucial, folks. That is so vital that we need to heal. We need to forgive ourselves, which will be coming up, but we need to heal after we forgive. Take time to refocus our mind and our energies away from the negative and into the positive. I will tell you, Yesterday, I allowed myself to speak of some negative things, and they did not make me feel good. So I'm pretty much one that tries to leave the past in the past, unless I can share a positive statement. And that is something I work on. It is not something I have achieved. So now pulling this energy up, this healing. So now we have fearless, creative healing energy come into your heart. And don't worry how many breaths you've actually had. If, if you're not good at the sipping, someday you will be, if you want to be. And if you don't want to be, it doesn't matter. What matters is getting your mind into a place of knowing this is peace. And as you're in the heart zone, Square your shoulders and expose your heart. 
Allow yourself to love. Allow yourself to take risks on people. Allow yourself to be peaceful and not believe that you are less than because of that, that you are weak. Allow yourself to be gentle and kind. Just allow this feeling of love to infuse the space in which you are as you sit here in a circle surrounding this planet, holding hands with God on either side of you. Now pull that loving energy combined with the fearless, creative healing energy up to your voice chakra, your throat. It is there that you will find the zone of so many ill-thought-out words, the topic we had last week. And I want you to just flush that zone out. Imagine those words flowing out of your body like they're a balloon, and they're going away. They're going away forever. Just going to rise up and go away. You're releasing yourself from the trap of things you have said that were not well thought out. You're removing them from your mind so that you won't go back and think about them. And after you've completed that, let's begin filling another balloon with the ill-found or ill-thought-out words of others. And allow that balloon to begin to float away so that at this moment in this place, you feel your mind beginning to feel like an electric current, cleansing, cleansing, cleansing. And you begin to feel at peace knowing for this moment in this time, all is good. Moving forward with your fearless, creative, healing, loving, forgiving breath come to the third eye. The zone of manifestation. And I would like you to pause there for just a minute and release energy out. Loving, caring energy that is reflective of who you intend to be in the next minute, in the next hour, in the next day, in the next year, as you intend to be a peaceful, loving being. And you can see yourself being enough, not more, not less, enough. And the peace that comes from knowing you are enough. Now pull the breath through the final phase, this fearless, creative, healing, loving, forgiving, manifesting breath up. Allow your mind to envision your crown chakra, the top of your head opening, and let this breath, a series of breaths. Join with the breath of God.
and know that you are uniquely created, divinely inspired as you breathe out. I am enough. And as you feel your room filling up with this sense of peace and this love, we're going to play Anayos Be Still My Soul for 10 minutes a day. It took about six minutes to get to this place. If you would do this just for 10 minutes a day, reminding yourself that you are enough, you would invite your family to join you. You would begin to experience, even if you do it alone, without accompanying people, a life-changing event. Be still thy soul. I will be silent. Breathing in, please. I am loved by God. I am not alone. I am one with all things. And breathing out, I am loved. I am enough. Here we go.
I feel such peace in this moment that I'm going to stay here holding hands with each of you and holding hands with God and feel the joy and the connection of that moment. When I do these shows, I often think of what can I say to help people know that it begins within them. And many times I will look for uh, sayings that have been said by others, by spiritual leaders. I certainly am just a person just like you, struggling on my journey to life, looking for anything that will help me be happy because peace is happy for me. Now, I can tell you that peace is not at all what I expected it was going to be. This moment is very much what I expected peace to be. But on some level, maybe I equated happiness and peace. And I even just did a moment ago. It's like, well, peaceful is happy. That is not necessarily true. What has happened for me is I have redefined happy. For me, happy is when I am not caught up in someone else's chaos, when I am not talking bad about people, when I am looking for solutions rather than blame, when I am able to just relax and know that I am doing my best part and when I am able to let others do their best part, even if I see a flaw in it. I do not have to tell them. I do not have to identify it. Because it doesn't it's up to them to come to their place where they either succeed or they don't. And sometimes people succeed in the beginning and may not have that moved themselves to a place that they want to be. So how is peace individual? It is individual in some ways. It is unique to each person based on their life experiences. So there are people who can have amassed a huge amount of money with the expectation that when they had accumulated that money, they would feel at peace. But they don't. They would feel happy. And when all their physical needs are met, they still don't feel happy. What's going on? There are people who have very little, who have accumulated little, who treasure everything that they have accumulated and value it and treasure it. I said treasure twice. I'm going to say it again. And treasure it. And know a sense of peace by staying in the moment. So it's not based on how much you have. I think that is a universal truth. And I can't say how your peace will feel. I can tell you my peace does not feel elation, uh, extreme joy, it feels no extreme emotions. I feel as though someone is listening to us and that person is uh, 
let me describe it for the listener because I can feel it. They carry their concern in in their chest and it kind of goes up into the the bottom of their throat. So it, it's not like a V, it's like a hexagon of discomfort. And they are looking for something and afraid to ask. Ask. One never knows what the answer will be. So many times we disqualify ourselves because we presume that other people will say what we think they're going to say. That is not so. Allow people the free will to say what they will say and to reject or accept. But don't deny yourself the peace of the moment and the thrill of potential acceptance. Now, this is a little off topic, and I'm not quite sure why we're here, but I believe there's someone out there who that message is intended for. Peace is neutral for me. It's just like sitting in the car in neutral, not moving forward, not moving back, just kind of being there. And I like it. I truly like it. Because when I step out into the chaos of life, there are moments of great elation, and those are fun. They're fun for me. They have to be fun for everybody, I think, but maybe not, but I love them. Oh, I love it when I love someone. Not just like I love all of you or like I love my family. I mean, when I meet someone and I get that special feeling inside of me that kind of awakens and I don't know, it makes me smile. It just makes me smile. I like that, but that's my piece. I recently had that experience over the summer and into the early fall, or maybe not even, yeah, early fall maybe. And it was wonderful. It was just like every moment seemed to close in and everything was so great and kind, but it's not peace. And when I stopped being able to have that feeling or it wasn't reciprocated, then it really wasn't peace. That's the other side of the coin. But on the other hand, I would never regret having felt what I felt. Is it Garth Brooks who says, I'm glad I had the dance. It was good. But it's not peace. Peace is a very unique individual thing in the sense that it's, it's a focus on you, not on others. It's as though your eye, you have an eye turned inward. And, and, and you're, you're making a decision. You, you think of the words that you could say, but you just sometimes just decide to keep them inward, inside, unsaid. Because you do not want to invest the energy to leave this place. I find that for me, I if I'm going to speak, I hope I speak kind words. Because if I don't, I will be unhappy with myself. And that's my peace. 
And in addition, I will uh, have added to the negativity that's in the world, and that's my peace. So for me, peace is keeping my mind on being loving, being kind, being connected to God, walking with God beside me, feeling the inspiration of God's words within me. And at the end of the day, if the majority of my day has been spent doing that, then I can probably, I probably have had a very peaceful day. Now, what happens, because I said I was going to tell you what we all shared. When the chaos gets in, it's just as though a tape keeps running in the head all the time. Uh, evaluating myself, oh, does he, oh, does he not, uh, oh, does she, oh, does she not, because it's usually people-dominated. Um, it's it's as though there's just this tearing up of myself or potentially tearing up of other people and this, you know, this constant struggling in the same moment, struggling to write, reconstruct something and I feel it. I feel it in my body. Just I was describing to you someone feeling that hexagon. I feel that too. I will get a feeling in my gut. I may get a feeling in my, for me, it tends to be interestingly in my left shoulder, which I just had treated for being frozen. I wonder what that says. And um, I, I feel it. I, I feel when I've stepped away from peace. I also, so I get I get this signal. I get this signal when I'm about to step away too. And I've been doing this now for so very long that I generally can catch myself before I leave my peace zone or I can pull myself back to my peace zone very quickly. The other day, I had a stressful day, and someone was rude to me, and when that person walked out of my presence, I gave them the Italian get-the-arm thing, whatever that's called. Not very polite, huh? And I was just, I was shaking inside. That's not peace. And I was, I was deeply, deeply sad at the choice I had made, but I was also, you know, once again, as I said, working that guy over in my head. And so when I came home, what I did is I wanted my peace back. And I knew where I left it. I left it in this prayer room that I'm sharing with each of you. So I came in, I lit my incense. I could do an advertisement for incense because I have favorites, but I'm not going to because I'm not advertising. But get a favorite. And I lit the incense and it evoked in me, I began to feel a sense of calm 
And then I looked at my behavior. I took responsibility inside for what I didn't like by deciding I'm not going to do that again. Why? Because it doesn't give me peace. I want peace. At the end of my day, no matter how rocky it has been, I want peace. I want to light my incense in my house. I want to send goodwill to the world. I want my mind to be floating on positive things. Those are all signs of my peace. And that's what I choose. And how you define yours is going to be different. But what is not different is you will have signals within your body that tell you when you're about to give it up. Learn to identify those signals. And once you have those mastered, once you know what goes on within your body, then you will be able to choose peace. This is not an easy journey. It begins with realizing you are enough. It continues with taking time each day to remind yourself of that fact by allowing yourself to take three deep breaths and feel the glory and wonder of love of God around you. By sharing with others, I can assure you there is nothing you share that will not come back to you many times over in peace. By being proud of what you've accomplished and cognizant, aware of where you have fallen down and letting it go by vowing to yourself to do better the next time. By accepting your failures as well as your successes. I had a lot of time that I would spend looking at water, at the rapid of water. And I, I would encourage any of you to do that. Go and look at a river. Go and look at a fountain. Go and look at the ocean. you will see that in its roughest periods, as the waves are curling up, there is a calm, soft place in there. That's where surfers go. If you consider life like that water, and chaos like the wave, you can be the cool, calm 
person in the midst of the turbulency And as you practice that, because this is something you will practice, and as you model it, and if you can model it for your children, it is only then when enough of us practice peace that it might become a political reality. It's not grounded in economics. It's grounded in politics. I am honored to have you all today to talk about this important topic. I have posted a Dalai Lama quote, and I'm going to share it with you now, and then we are going to meditate for peace again. We can never obtain peace in the outer world until we make peace with ourselves. Unconditional acceptance of yourself. Accept your mistakes Accept your strengths and strive for kindness in your deeds, in your words, in your life. A friend gave me the greatest compliment once. He said, one of the last times I spoke with him, he said to me that he had just given someone a tank of gas because they had no gas and he originally was going to buy them a gallon and realized he could give them a whole tank. He also gave them some advice. But what was the compliment for me was he thought of me when he did it. Friends, let's have our friends think of us when they do kind deeds by causing our lives to fill up with kindness, with love, with charity. Let's believe that peace is possible rather than impossible. And let us strive for that peace individually starting today. I have... I'm looking for a small piece. We have a very little bit of time left. And I have a little, I don't have very many small pieces of music, unfortunately. And as I'm looking here, I'm a little wordy today. Let's do Serenity Road. It's just about the right amount of time. So listen to Serenity Road, because that's what we're looking for, Serenity. Breathe in. Pulling your peaceful breath up. And feel the joy of this moment. As we are together, linked in spirit, linked in our journey to peace. Peace lover, peace believer. And in the end, if we fail at causing peace to prevail, we will succeed in bringing joyful, quiet, calm, 
accepting full life to ourselves. Feel the presence of God around you now and know that God is there always in every room in which you find yourself. You are loved. You are enough. You are valuable. Without any one of us, the the ring of life would be listening is be missing a perfect gem. It is not the size that matters. It is the absence. Be an example of love and kindness. And may each of you have a blessing someday of having a friend tell you they thought of you when they did an act of generosity. I will see you all next week again. And between now and then, please know that you are enough and believing you are enough is the first step in your journey to peace. Namaste. Which means I salute your inner divinity. Peace be with you now and all. Until next week.